0: Please stand and join me for the call to worship. Christ is born. Christ is born. Because of this birth, life is full of promise for you and for me. Life is full of promise for our community. We celebrate today the presence of God's promise in our midst. The promise of a small child coming into a crowded, hurting world and growing to be a liberator. It's the promise of you and me, struggling and stumbling together, growing and celebrating, reaching out to make a new presence in our world. Let us worship joyfully.
1: Nations, brighter visions beam apart. Seek the great desire, nations, ye have seen the infant far. Come and worship. Please be seated.
2: Let me greet you on this New Year's Day with words of welcome. Uh, some of you I have to put my glasses on uh, to see. You're so far away. Ha uh-huh. ha. Um, But it is good to see everyone here this morning. We are grateful for your attendance. We are grateful for those who are are not regularly with us who may be visiting us as well. Uh, Glad to see some old friends and colleagues. Um, If you uh, will find a little booklet there, uh, we would love to have a a record of your visit or your being here, uh, if you don't mind signing in. It's not a a registry in the worst sense of the word. It's simply a way of letting us know who you are and we promise not to spam you or to uh, 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 send too many uh, words of greetings. Uh, We would like to simply know that you were here and thank you for being here. May we also uh, realize that there are many events going on uh, this week. Uh, As we start the new year, uh, you'll find them on the back of your worship order uh, listed. We'll mention them in some ways later at the end of the service, perhaps today uh, as well. We are uh, the Southside Baptist Church. Indeed, it is a church that is a church, a community of grace and inclusive and forgiving and welcoming group of individuals uh, who are still here at Five Points South, worshiping God, serving the living Christ, and working with one another to do so. And we're so grateful for your being here this morning uh, so that we can start the year off in a, in a positive uh, and worshipful way. Uh, I'm looking at a few of my choristers here who are, are the stalwarts as well, who uh, obviously didn't party down too badly last night uh, and, uh, or came in from, uh, from uh, out, outer reaches. We're so grateful for all who are here. And if we would, we'll, may we take a moment right now to uh, welcome one another with uh, the peace of Christ. Would you just uh, stand and, and uh, perhaps greet one another, especially someone that you've not seen here before? And for any who have have uh, not really realized it, uh, it is still Christmas tide, and so as a result of that, it's nice to sing Christmas tide hymns. But before we do that, may we um, invoke uh, the name of the Lord in prayer? Our heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of life and light and love this season that we celebrate, we know that time and a new year is but a construct, but it is one that you have, have perhaps even encouraged in us, that we may take stock of things that have just gone on and think towards things that may go on and perhaps should go on may we begin this hour of worship with the thought of finding in your peace, in your wisdom, in your word, a gift of hope and of meaning for our existence. And may we also realize that we cannot do this without giving it to others. And so as we impart season's greetings for Uh, The last little while, may we not stop doing that with our lives in these first days of this new year and in the next days of the new year and in the days after that. We come before you asking for your presence both in our hearts and in our midst today as we celebrate communion, as we Hear the word as we sing towards you. And we pray all of this in the name of that one who came to save us all, Christ our Savior. Amen.
1: Thank you
0: This is the first reading from the Old Testament. This is Psalm 148. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise ye him, all his angels. Praise ye him, all his hosts. Praise ye him, sun and moon. Praise him, all ye stars of light. Praise him, ye heavens of heavens, and ye waters that be above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He hath also established them forever and ever. He hath made a decree which shall not pass. Praise the Lord from the earth, ye dragons and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and vapor, stormy wind fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle creeping things and flying fowl, kings of the earth and all people, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. He also exalteth the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints, even of the children of Israel, a people near unto him. Praise ye the Lord.
3: Our second reading, the gospel reading, is found in Matthew chapter two, verses 13 through 23. You'll notice that we're skipping over that part which details the visit of the Magi, and primarily the reason is that uh, we know that they're coming. We know that on uh, the sixth of January we will celebrate Epiphany, and we celebrate also that they are here bringing those gifts, but also that God was guiding Joseph, Mary, and those who sought to follow after him, even in ways they never anticipated. And so we read these verses here in chapter 2, beginning in verse 13. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet out of Egypt, I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then Was reigning in Judah in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee and he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. So was fulfilled what he said through the prophets he will be called a Nazarene. This is the word of the Lord. be seated. Hey Jack, how are you today? I missed you last week, and so I didn't get to talk to you much about Christmas, but today is uh, the first day of the new year, isn't it? 2017. There is something different on the table here that I wanted to mention to you, though. Go around to the table and see, right here, the table and see what's on there that, you, that wasn't there the last time you, that you came. Look right over here. Last time we had Mary and Joseph, and now we have, for those who were here last week, they saw baby Jesus, and now there are some other people that are here. Those were the wise men that came also, and we're going to talk about that on Wednesday night when we gather for our midweek study, and then we'll also, again next Sunday, talk some about what those gifts were that they brought. Today though is a it's a new day. It's a new time to think about what goes on in the new year. And the first thing is, you also notice that something's different here, right? What's gone? You see, The other four candles, other four candles. so you have been listening. You've been watching, you've been participating haven't you? you have lighted some of those. We were thinking about during Advent, those candles that we would light, the hope, the light, the promise, the joy that we would remember because of this time of the year. And now, on, the, on Christmas Eve, we took the candle lighter and we lit the Christ candle. So that reminds us of Christ's presence with us always, both in the past and today. Now, one of the things about a new year is there's nothing, nothing's been done with it, right? When you go to school and you begin to write a, have to do something, write a paragraph or whatever, do you do that yet? You sometimes do that? When you have a clean piece of paper you can do whatever you want to with it, can't you? Pretty much. What the teacher says, of course. But we have the same thing before us with our days. We can take each day and do some good things for other people, and we can remember them. We can pray for them. We can pray for our families. And we can also maybe give them things along the way, which I'm going to do for you today, since it's been a long time since we're able to have a regular children's time together. Do you see anything in here that you remember? You do remember those, don't you? Well, one of the things we can do is we can give things to folks along the way that helps them make their day a little brighter, make their granddad's day a little brighter, maybe? Think you can do that? So we wanna remember that all these days that we have before us can be used just for ourselves so we can use them to help other people and to be be God's hands and feet and also speak words of kindness and encouragement to them. So let's pray that we will be able to do that in the days ahead, okay? Lord, we thank you for this one that's here. For those who aren't able to be with us today, these children, we pray that you would be with them. May they see this new year as we all may see it, that it is unblemished, it's a time to look To those days ahead and to use them wisely for your kingdom's work we can do so by being your presence by being kind and loving to those that we live with in our families those that we go to school with those we work with bless each person in christ's name Join me in prayer. Almighty God, we come into your presence today offering the best that we are to you in our worship. We come with adoration and with praise to you. We do see this new year as a year that is unblemished, one that has days to live as you see fit to give those to us. We come, Lord, offering to you our lives. We offer them in all that they are. And we come confessing that we know we have missed the mark so many times before. But we come also knowing that you forgive us, you restore us, you make us whole, you bring that which is good out of that which looked to be very, very dark and dismal. We pray, O Lord, that as we worship you today, that we can rejoice with thanksgiving over what you have done in the past, the way that you have cared for and guided us and provided for us in those days. We also come interceding for those others, those that are away from us today, but also those around the world, those who are suffering, those who have lost loved ones and need comfort. May your presence, be that comfort that they need in time of loss. We pray also, Lord, for those who are struggling to know what the next day might hold for them, for they're awaiting results of tests and face various different procedures. Their days may be difficult in in the near future and we pray that you would be with them and give them the strength they need as they face each day. We pray also for those around the world who are in places of very severe famine, those who are in the midst of great periods of war and difficulties there where their homes have been destroyed and all of life that they knew has been totally eradicated. Oh Lord, may they know that there is one who does care. We pray, Lord, that you will help us to know how we can respond in those situations close to home and those around the world. May we do so out of your love and mercy and grace that we have received. May we come to a greater understanding of your calling upon our lives and how you lead us to be used in your kingdom's work. We ask, O oh Lord, for your guidance in the future as we a people of faith here in this place, as Southside Baptist Church might be able to see where you would lead us this coming year, how you might speak to us and how you might direct us in ways that we have not thought of before, ways that would be ministering in your name and bringing hope and help and comfort to those who need it so desperately. Oh Lord, you call us only to do those things you put before us, and what you put before us is to follow you faithfully, to look to you, to listen to your voice, to respond as you give us direction, to be centered in your in in our own understanding of your love, mercy, and grace as you have made it known to us. We ask for your guidance, Lord. We ask also that as we gather as your people that you would hear our prayers that are made silently from our places in the pews, where the groanings of our spirit make known those things that are deep within our heart. We also ask that you would hear us as we pray collectively as Jesus taught those closest to him to pray, saying, day we gather on this first Sunday of the new year and if you remember last year or last week well last year too we said uh, that on that Sunday that as we thought about it that um, there's not a better place we could be to on, on Christmas Day to celebrate Christmas but also I think to begin the year to be able to start a new year and to be here to gather together to think about what lies ahead to know that as we live our lives we live them uh, not in a vacuum away from other things, but we live them with one another. We live them in the presence of God's creation, as the um, Psalm that was read earlier talked about the wonder of God's creation, how everything can praise God and bring glory into Him through the words that are said and through the beauty that is just naturally in those things. So today we come on this New Year's Day and it's a day that gives us an opportunity to reflect on the year before but also to think about the year to come. I don't know about you, but occasionally I get so frustrated with my computer that I finally give up with all those little tidbits of information that people give me, and I go around to the back and I just unplug it. It's, uh, you don't ever do that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I figure you, I know that you're not supposed to do that, but sometimes we just have to do it. We have to unplug it and go back to those default settings and start again. And in a way, today it sort of gives us that opportunity. A new year does. We can sort of reboot. We can start over. It Doesn't mean that we don't have to deal with some things from last year, but we get to sort of think about those things and we can put it behind us. And no doubt, some of you made some resolutions. Anybody making any resolutions this year? Anyone? One, two, three, every, oh. Did y'all not make any resolutions? Stewart did, I hope you did. Uh, there's a, you know, on the internet you can look there and you can see all the different resolutions people make and some of those are pretty strange. But also there's a list of those top 10 most often broken. And so maybe that's where you are, and you've decided it's not worth the effort to make them, that you just might as well give up. But we all make those, and I think we make them for the, for the purpose of trying to say, I'm listening, God, to, my, to the beat of my own life and hopefully to you leading me, and I'm trying to hear what it is exactly that you're guiding me to do. I'm listening. You know, for some of us, it has to do with, you know, with getting in shape, eating, eating healthier foods, stop procrastinating, improve our concentration and mental health, do those things that are productive, be more active, meet new people, become more polite, reduce the stress in my life, learn to be happier with my life, get more quality sleep, get out of debt and maybe even become more spiritual. Become more spiritual. Now, the fact that you're here is an indication that you desire that, I think, that out of your normal routine, you come here and we engage in worship together. We lift our voices in spoken word. We sing together. We listen to the beautiful music that is produced by the organ and by the choir. And we know that we have been in the presence of God. So we want to grow and we want to continue in that process, being more spiritual can also have some resolutions that go along with it. And I think it's not so much about doing anything as it is about observing what's around. And so I'd, I'd invite you to, or even challenge you, to think about one more resolution, and that would be to become a little more perceptive to God's activity in the world around you, to listen to what God is saying to you and to ponder those things. And as you reflect on those in the days to come, to allow that to give you direction and to provide that stability for the days to come. You know, there are times that we go through periods where we're called to do a particular thing for a season. For a season. It might mean that we really diligently work toward getting ourselves in better physical shape for a season, and hopefully we will learn some behavior patterns that will keep us in that way. Maybe it's that we really, for a season, try to withdraw ourselves from those stressful situations so that we can become a little bit more balanced. And for a season, God helps us accomplish that. I wanna think about this man named Joseph for just a few minutes and about how he listened to God. You know, we speak a lot of, of Mary and we should We speak a lot of Jesus, the shepherds, the wise men, and we should speak about all of them, but Joseph was someone who really played a key role in what occurred with the incarnation. And it's a role that I'm not sure a lot of us would be able to pull off because he was so sensitive, receptive, and really obedient to what God was guiding him to do. Think about him for just a moment. What he faced. Here was Joseph, a man betrothed to Mary. He finds out she's pregnant, but he's a righteous man, a good man. And he doesn't want to embarrass her. He doesn't want to do anything to harm her in light of in the sight of all of those around. So he decides to divorce her quietly and allow her to quietly exit off the scene. Now, we might not think that's very kind and loving of him, but I think in the day and the culture that he was in, it was probably a very kind and loving thing. It never came to pass because the Lord intervened. And an angel of the Lord spoke to him in a dream and told him, Joseph, don't do that. Don't do that because the child that Mary is carrying is of the Holy Spirit. Take her as your wife. Now, I don't know, but I think he would, you would have to be someone really attuned to God's voice to be able to say, yes, let me go for this. It's time. Let's embrace this and, and move on with this as you've, just, as you've just described, Lord. But he does. And he travels to Bethlehem with Mary, and there the child is born. And he has these visitors that come, the shepherds come, the magi come, and when they come, they reveal things that he had suspected, but he didn't know for sure, and it was confirmed, and then he has this dream, and the angel of the Lord spoke to him and said, leave Bethlehem and go down to Egypt. Now, there again, it's not that that's a difficult and unusual thing to do. There were, throughout the centuries, many, many Jews that had gone from Israel to Egypt. There, was, there were whole districts in Alexandria where there were Jewish settlements or communities. It was natural for him to go there. He may have even had relatives there. Have you ever had relatives that came to you for a season and stayed for a season It means it is protracted, period. And so he may have gone and stayed with relatives for a long time with his wife and this young child, Jesus. But he goes for this period and he stays there. How long it is, we don't know. It could have been a few months, weeks. It could have been a year, somewhere around 4 B.C. And then the Lord speaks to him again and says, it's time to go back to to Israel. And so, again, he hears an angel of the Lord speak to him and say, get up and go back to your homeland, back to Israel. He listens and he follows. But as he goes back, he hears about Archelaus being ruling over Judea. And he knows if he goes there that Archelaus is more evil than his father, Herod. If He goes there, certainly some bad things will happen. And so he goes to this little place called Nazareth and there he settles, Nazareth in Galilee where Herod Antipas is actually ruling. He's a much better ruler than Archelaus and he feels as though that's a good place to raise his son, or at least the one who has become his son. He listened to the voice of God through the angel speak to him about what he was to do. And in each of these cases, he went, and he didn't know what the end might, might turn out to be, but yet he knew that if he followed, God would be faithful, and he was. I don't know how God speaks to you, but I know how he spoke to, to Joseph. Joseph was very attuned to him speaking to him in dreams. But the question is, how does he speak to you? Maybe he speaks to you in prayer, or maybe he speaks to you through a time of worship or through reading scripture. Whatever way he speaks to you is likely how God is going to talk to you about those particular problems you may be facing. The concerns you have, the things that you are that are weighing heavy upon you, the comfort you need, it's likely through that means that you will also hear God's voice. It may be through someone else. But yet God speaks to us and he communicates to us and reminds us that he is with us. You know, Matthew's gospel is interesting because he almost forces this prophecy on us. He almost forces this idea of, these things will come to pass, and indeed it was written in the Old Testament. It was written there, and they were to follow it. They would, they would know that he was talking about current times, but it had future meanings too. But this Nazareth was one that was really hard to find. In fact, you can't find it in Scripture. But you can find where in Isaiah was spoken this word, There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch will grow out of its roots. And the word for branch is nezer. And maybe he's playing on words there, uh, he shall be a Nazarene or a branch. He is the one who would be coming from the lineage of David. The point of this is that as you begin 2017, that listening to the voice of God is of absolutely paramount importance. For me to listen to what God is saying to me is is just as important as it is to you or anyone else around us because God guides us and nurtures, nurtures us in ways that we may not anticipate. In some way, everything we do for God's glory is a kind of prayer. Everything we do that directs ourselves or others to God is a kind of prayer. It's a, it's a way of moving toward God because we're thinking about those understandings of who God has called us to be. And we listen, we listen to what he's saying to us. 2016, for you, it may have been a, a horrible year or it may have been a grand year, I, you know, whatever. It probably runs the gamut from one extreme to the other. It may have been one in which you found great success in business, or you may not have found it. You may have found that you made great strides in your profession, or maybe you did not. Or maybe your family was able to achieve great things and you have a sense of wholeness and you see your children growing and developing. That's wonderful. All those things are part of living. It may be that you fear what the future might hold this year. You may fear from the standpoint of your occupation, your profession, from the political scene, whatever it might be, the truth is, ultimately, God is the one that we have to be concerned with. And that is, do we trust in listening to the voice of God and following? When Jesus called his disciples, he said, come and follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And they followed. He also told them, as we studied in Sunday school today, that if we're going to follow him, he's going to, it takes a lot of our being. But what we give up pales in comparison to what is gained. Pales. As Apostle Paul said, it's, I count it all loss. It's, it's of no value. All those things I did in my human power, in my own ability, was really f- for all the wrong reasons. But what I do, empowered by Christ, is to God's glory. As we think about 2017, and we mark that first day off the calendar, I hope that it will be a day in which you will commit yourself to listening, to listen. What's God doing around you? What's he doing in the life of someone close to you? Do it in your church, in your neighborhood. What's going on with those people that are close to you that you work with? Listen. Listen for that voice. And as Joseph did, respond. Respond to it and get up and follow him as He gives you guidance. We come today to a time of communion where we remember that covenant that was made between Christ and His church. When he said to those gathered there that I'm going to provide for you this bread and this cup, and it's going to be symbolic of my body and my blood, the new covenant given. And as we celebrate today, we do so with a sense of commitment to the days ahead the reality of what is to come, but also dedicating ourselves to follow and to know that wherever we go, because Christ sits in us, we take Christ with us. Wherever we go, whatever we do, we carry with us the presence of Christ. Not that we are some super holy person, but rather to say that we are his presence as we go, because he is within our hearts and the ability to do those things we talked about, to love, to show mercy, to show grace because of the love of Christ, it is that that we speak of. And the only reason we can do so is because Christ in his infinite mercy, in his unconditional love, in his unfathomable grace has provided this for us. Today as we receive this, I'm gonna ask our Vice Chair of Deacons, Warren Kennedy, come forward. And we will serve and you will receive the wafer and by intention, just take the wafer and dip it into the cup and receive that. We'll serve the choir first and then after that, you come forward and receive as as we indicate. But as we do so, let me offer a prayer of blessing on these elements today. O Lord, into your presence we have come eager to be your people here, eager to listen to your voice, to remember that as Joseph followed you, as he listened and provided the care and the protection for his wife and child, that you watch over and care for us, that you have provided and made the means by providing these elements this bread and this cup, that we might be remembered that we enter into a covenant with you, but we also enter into your presence. And even now, you receive this with us here. Bless these elements. which in your name I pray, amen. In addition to responding by receiving communion, we also have the opportunity to to respond by making a public statement, a statement of our confession of faith in Christ our Lord and following him, or maybe coming forward and being a part of this family of faith, or maybe there's a prayer concern that you have and you want to know that others are praying for you as you begin this new year, whatever the case, I will be here at the front to meet you as we sing hymn number 132 came upon a midnight clear. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in this new year with gratitude, thankful for your grace, mercy, and love. May we show the same grace, mercy, and love to others. We pray for your blessings on these gifts of money, our time and talents. May we give freely, knowing that they are yours and from you. In your name we pray, amen. Lord, we bring these tithes and offerings into your house. May they be used to bring honor and glory into your name. Amen. Would you be seated for just a moment, please? Just a couple of announcements to make. Uh, we are on a back on our schedule beginning Wednesday with our um, regular Wednesday evening activities, fellowship supper at five o'clock and or five thirty, and then at um, six Bible study, prayer and Bible study, and then the choir rehearsal to follow. And I think that um, Dr. Banks will be Glad, and along with uh, Ms. Hazlett, if you had some of you who might wanna join them for uh, rehearsal this Wednesday and start out a new year. Maybe maybe that is a season that God is calling you to, to be a part of, so listen to what God might be calling you to do. And then also, um, I wanna mention that next um, Thursday, we have the men's Bible study at lunch, uh, at our lunch and Bible study in room 140. Uh, Charlie Waldrop leads that study for us. It's been a, a good time of study as we've had anywhere from eight to 12 people attending that. So hope that if, if you would like to be a part of that, come and, and join us for that. And then next uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at four o'clock is a concert here in the sanctuary. It is a collaborative concert between the Birmingham Boys Choir and a special person to John. our choir master, uh, Wanda Banks will be uh, the featured, uh, soloist in that, and uh, we look forward to that as well. So you come and be a part of that. It's next Sunday afternoon at four o'clock. This is a a new year, it's a new day. It's a time to begin living our lives again as we get back into that routine of a normal week, but also to know that as we do, we have many opportunities to provide and and to be the hands, feet, the voice of Christ in the world and the communities in which we live. So as we go, may, I, may you hear this blessing and this benediction upon you. And now may the Lord Jesus Christ be with you now. May he watch over and care for you. May he lead you in the days ahead. May he guide every step that you take. And may all your efforts be to his honor and glory. Amen.